Hello, and welcome to Cannabis Tech Talks, your weekly source for news and insights at the intersection of cannabis and technology. Shout out to our title sponsor, PolyScience, for supporting this podcast and helping us bring you the latest developments in this exciting field. This is Patricia Miller, Executive Editor. Joining me today is Miss Rad Reefer, a cannabis content creator and cultivator who kindly agreed to share some of her strategies for conquering social media. Let's dive in. So I'd love to know a little bit of your background. What were you doing before you were sort of drawn to the cannabis space? Um, so I actually, I have a thing with, um, dogs and animals. I, uh, before cannabis, I was, um, a dog groomer and a dog walker. And uh, I had like my own mobile dog grooming business. Um, so pretty much just animals, all animals all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. And what drew you to cultivation? Um, so I've always, um, I've always done plants. I had like a little fun, uh, internet plant business that I, um, so I cultivated water lilies and water lotus. Um, and then, uh, cause in Southern California, everything is, um, our waters get warmer faster than the rest of the U S uh, with regards to like pond ponds and, and bodies of water. Um, so I was able to get my plants bigger, faster than everybody else. And by the time their waters were warm, my plants were big and I would just bare root ship plants to pond owners. <laughs> Smart. Always plants. Yeah. Just always plants. <laughs> yo, it's my dad's fault. <laughs> yeah. Was he into it too? Plants, yes. Marijuana, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, I think uh, I was in my early 20s when I finally got my first plant. And um, I have a tendency to like, you know, the over-analysis paralysis situation where you just learn and learn. Um, I, I read and learned about how to grow cannabis specifically for like a fucking year before um i really allowed myself to experiment with different things and different ways to do it and um once you get one plant yo you end up with 500 plants really fast (laughs) (laughs) so tell me about your business how do you um make money do you have a website um website is is always under construction. So I think really what I did was uh, with cannabis and, and social media and like marketing and, and things of that nature went like 10 years ago when we all kind of like started to step into the Instagram space. Um, there wasn't a lot of, uh, there wasn't really like a how to do it or how to go about it um, or, you know, any kind of like now today you can Google or YouTube, like how to develop your audience or how there's so much information on how to do it. And I think the way that it really worked for me initially was just taking the mentality of like, 
my 1 billion questions that I didn't know the answers to and spent all that time learning about. Um, they were the same set of questions that everybody has to learn and understand. So it was more of like me just sharing everything that I knew and I learned and, and showing up consistently um, that uh, allowed for people to connect with me. And I'd been there, you know, how you tell the tale of the mountain you climbed and inspire somebody else to climb their own mountain. That's kind of like how I embraced um, the little lane that I created. And so how I, you know, we're all trying to be super resourceful with regards to like money and how to earn uh, anything while also doing what you love. And aside from like the traditional, like grow the flowers and sell the flowers, allegedly, um, there was a, a whole other realm of um, teaching people and, and like webinars and um, uh, almost, I, I don't like to say the word consulting, it's not like my jam, but I do like being like a grow mentor to a lot of people. So um, depending on like the time of year or if we have a lot of, because uh, growing plants and harvesting takes time. So I don't always have a lot of time, but when I do, I'll take on um, like a handful of people and um, kind of walk them through growing like week by week and what we're looking at and what we should consider because um you know uh it's a long process and if you fumble then most most gardens start off as an a plus and then as things go on they get down to like b minus and c's <laughs> and sometimes you can save it and get the a minus crop and sometimes it'll be a C for all of eternity until you harvest. So knowing and seeing what you're looking at, it just helps. And it's all time. Everybody, um, everybody doesn't want to waste their fucking time growing mids, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, just showing up for people and, and some, some people I understand are learning and they don't have consultant hiring money. And that's not the point. It's, you know, me being able to connect with them and make sure that they, my knowledge is anything that I teach, you can learn in a book, but it's just like the way that I do the things. Um, so I'm just there to help. That's my biggest thing is I'm, I'm there. And so I make my money by also with like social media, um, you know, uh, affiliates. And um, I'm really particular about uh, what and who, what and who I um, work with in the space because there's a lot of, uh, companies that don't align with my values. I'm, I'm not money oriented. I'm not, um, let's sell them watered down nutrients and make a billion dollars because these guys are paying for things that are overpriced and um, hella diluted. And so I'm super particular about who I work with. And I think over the last like 10 years, um, the industry has grown to know that. Um, so uh, also like my tribe, my following, they know that I'm not going to just talk about things because I'm going to get 10% when they purchase. Um, it, it has to make sense and it has to be worth talking about. So affiliate programs with um, things that, are, uh, that make sense, the innovative companies, the companies who 
care. There's one um, company that I work with right now regularly um, because I absolutely just love everything that they have brought to the table and what they're trying to continue to bring with regards to like keeping the growers in mind and not their like paycheck and back pocket in mind, you know, it makes a difference. That's good to know. I appreciate that. And do you choose people by like testing out the products for a while before you decide if you're going to talk about them? So, so I mean, it it also kind of coincides with like a a tip really. It's like, um, there's kind of two ways to go about it. If if anybody's trying to uh, like become an affiliate for things and that's like creating an audience and then allowing for promotional aspects to be put um, in front of your audience or um, some of the better ways that I've done it. And I mean, yes, a million people have offered a million products and please try out this. You'll love this way better than that. And, um, and I know why they do it and, you know, it's an aspect of marketing and et cetera. Um, uh, for me, it's always worked where, because I was initially, I, I am a grower. Like I do go into the hydro store and purchase things. So I'm familiar with a lot of things and how they should react and what they should be doing for my garden. And so um, me just having like shown love over the years to the products that I was like, all right, this is, yes, that uh, they, uh, they have in return, like, um, um, you know, like provided me an opportunity to have an affiliate code or so really it's just like um, showing up and standing behind things that you uh, that you actually believe in. Like you'll never catch certain things on my page because it, I don't think it works. So I'm not going to be paid to tell them that it works. But yeah, just um, using the stuff um, and it comes with time. Like, uh, you know, you got to be able to have used a couple of different things to know what, what is and isn't gonna, what's the woo woo juice and what's legit, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Well, so I know with, um, with Instagram, especially as a platform, it's hard to be a cannabis content creator. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> the bands are are real. We've had our yeah. own struggles with that. Um, so I know you've got Rad Reefer Company, Miss Rad Reefer. Are they mm-hmm. both currently banned? What are um, your struggles with that? So my my main account is Miss Rad Reefer, and I think that got taken down at two hundred and fourteen thousand, maybe. Um, and it honestly. Um, my my issues have only arisen in the last like six to eight months. Uh, mm-hmm. For the most part, like I, I'm homies with everybody. Like I have a lot of respect for a lot of people, and I'm not like cocky and ego ish. So it's like, um, do you think the bands eight- are like from cannabis content, or is it from like beefs with people? Um. So there's this whole realm. So there's this whole realm with. Instagram and it's not just our industry, but there's an ability to, um, and there are whole groups who you, if I don't like you and, and, uh, now I love you already, by the way, but (laughs) if I don't like you or if the next person doesn't like me, you can go and get a contract put out in the sneaky inter realms where, um, bot 
BOT, like bot accounts, um, are created, mass created, like so many. And they're programmed to follow and report your content regularly. And it only takes one report to stick. It's not a million reports. And then suddenly the algorithm's like, oh, there's a million reports on this one. We should take it off. It's depending on how you, the verbiage in your post, the literal content, because now it's not even like, um, it is nothing to do with cannabis and cannabis being legal in this place and that. It's the like inappropriate advertisement of regulated goods. And so um, if you're, I've never on my page, I've never posted, uh, I have, not if, knock on wood, when I get my main page back and you scroll, nothing's ever like lots of packs being sold with prices or you can tell it's not a trap account. It's literally like a girl who gardens everywhere and shares it. So my content has never been about like promoting um, the product weed wise Um, or you can't say things like sale. You can't say discount. You can't say codes. You can't because you're promoting um, unregulated goods. Uh, if it were like the product itself with like nothing really like standing out that could be fooled into like, so, so the thing about this space, cannabis, cannabis companies and Instagram, they, you can go get a contract for a hundred bucks. A hacker guy can create a hundred bots and they're just programmed to follow you, follow your stories and just report everything. And the second that you um, say anything that isn't within their guidelines, because for the most part, if I post 10 things, I'm pretty good that I can get away with um, only one thing like, Oh, I I fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And, And they, they took it. And, um, and so, uh, they took like the post, sorry, somebody texted me, but, um, it's like, uh, you have to go and, and block, like if you look in your stories on the, on the page that you're talking about with shadow bands and stuff, it, it could even be another magazine company that would, um, that would, because your competition at the end of the day, like the more people that are paying attention to you guys, the less that they're being paid attention to them. So I have to go through and delete like 500. Um, they're fake accounts. You can tell they're fake just because there's no like main photo, like circle. There's no post made. They're following, they're all following about 200 to 300 people. Cause I feel like it's by the same contracted guy who's just programming and um, uh, you can no effort. That's the key. There is there's no effort to these accounts because the only thing that they're made for is to report you. So um, you yeah you just and I'm I I was off the radar. I, my account my main account was um, ten years old to two hundred twenty thousand. Um, the shadow ban was um, I got up to about one hundred and fifty thousand maybe like November of 2020 during like the elections, something happened online with the cannabis space that everybody got unshadow banned and, and everybody's account started to build like a year and a half ago. So within like four months, I went from like 150,000 to like 210. And then we got all shadow banned again. And so, um, I think, uh, 
with me, it's a hater. It's a specific hater. He, I, I have a responsibility in the space where if somebody's doing some fucked shit, I, I'm going to fucking say something. <laughs> so and I have to, I have to say something. So, um, yeah, I said something and, uh, it was like a 150 comment battle back and forth publicly because people need to see. And then 24 hours later, my account was taken. And then, uh, it's been taken 10 times in the last six months over and over and over again. I have this hacker friend of mine who gets it back. Wow. But he hasn't been able to get this back this time on the 10th time, but um, knock on wood. So, yeah, I think it's just um depends. You can tell if uh, you have beef with somebody or if it's, um you know, just other people's competition. If you're just constantly being um, reported, because the more often you get reported, the more violations that are on your account, whether or not you get it back or, or not, um, it becomes like walking on eggshells. Mm. So it's like... um. Uh, if I get my account back and any report goes through, then it's gone again within like 20. It's, it's ridiculous, but it affects uh-huh. people like content creators because I have like brand deals where I need to be posting like eight pieces of content for X amount of money. And I, I don't have that account anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. what what do you do when you realize that you've been banned and you don't know when when or if you're going to get it back? Is your strategy immediately to, to start posting on a backup account or do you pivot and do a lot more with like other social platforms? I've always felt the dying urge to jump on to YouTube, um, especially so uh, April of 2021, YouTube came out with official like language about how they are more cannabis friendly now than they were before. There was like a, in 2018, there was a purge on the YouTubes where every cannabis account got taken and YouTube videos take so much longer to create than a fucking 20 second reel on Instagram. So that's like, I, I have to though consider it now because it's also smart because um, YouTube is tied directly to Google. Anytime you Google anything, a YouTube video is going to pop off. You know what I'm saying? So it's Mm -hmm. like, if you can create like a YouTube that's got appropriate SEO for what your audience is, um, trying to learn then you become like the authoritative figure who pops up when it's googled and etc but yeah pivot to and also um already have a a backup account because it's not a matter of if it's when you can't make everybody happy and all it takes is somebody to not like you and a little bit of crazy for them to go all out war. You never know how people are, you know, like some people have a lot of time on their fucking hands (laughs) yeah that's legit so, yeah, just, um, you know, start a backup page, especially if you're going to be a business. Um, always like maybe one post a week or every other day on your stories, like throw in, a, you know, also incentive driven, though, like, um, you know, if if you're a brand um, and you are creating content on your main page, nobody really cares if you're like, oh, just please follow my backup page because, but if the backup page also serves as like a page where all your guides are regularly dropped or, mm. you know, information, then it gives them incentive to like follow up with you kind of thing. That's People smart. are incentive driven. Yeah. You got to talk about it, though. Nobody's going to go looking for you. You have to constantly remind them uh, that it exists. So or and like. Are, are there certain platforms you think are more cannabis friendly? 
than others? You know, the problem with that is, um, is everybody's on Instagram. Yeah. It's like, if you go to these other platforms that are, you're always going to want to drive your traffic from Instagram to your YouTube, from Instagram to your webpage that has your downloadable guide that you can always collect your fucking emails. Everybody knows that rule number one, like your fucking email uh, list needs to be monstrous because it's a matter of time before. And it's also like direct to consumer when it's emails, you know, mm-hmm. and th- those have to be incentive driven too. I don't want somebody messaging me in my goddamn email all the time if I didn't fucking ask for it. But if you're going to tell me something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Good, point. Mm-hmm. Good point. So what do you think um, your followers find the most engaging like about your content? I, it seem, it feels very organic. And I think a lot of people struggle with not wanting everything they create comes off like an ad and Mm -hmm. you know or even if they're being genuine how to stimulate like that engagement do you have a strategy for that um so I mean I would suggest knowing your audience um I it with regards to like creating because when you create your content you got to create your content with the person that you're creating for in mind. It doesn't matter. A lot of people, a lot of people are human nature is practically self-centered. So when you go to people's pages, they are, um, a lot of them are just like selfies and things that they're doing in their life. And that's not exactly what you wanted. That that's not exact. That's more, um, vanity and vanity metrics versus like creating you're not going to be able to connect with your audience if you're just constantly posting about yourself and um it's like uh i know it was a question so i have like some kind of adhd maybe and i do tangents so we have to brain me in sometimes (laughs) um uh with regards to engagement and how you can better engage is really knowing who you're speaking to. Most of my people are dudes who are growers. Um, Second to that is going to be dudes who are interested in chicks. So because I happen to be like a cute chick, then, you know, it's natural. Um, Then the rest of them, uh, I'm very like women empowering and, and this is such a male dominated scene. It's disgusting, but you know, there's some, we got some powerful, mighty motherfucking women out there that are in the space. And as long as we're all like creating, you know, we're scooching over. So we have room for them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, um, uh, uh, it's like, I know because my audience are dude growers, um, I got to be in the scene, like in the video, because everyone in their fucking mom has a, a video of this is the plant and this is what the plant is doing and this is my canopy, but you don't ever get to like connect with the actual grower. Okay. So um, I also, uh, everybody, so I'm kind of silly. I'm, I'm pretty ridiculous. I don't uh, 
give a fuck what people think if they think I shouldn't do the things I, I do it anyway. Um, and uh, I, I've gotten a lot of, you got to be able to like experiment like, um, like a classy uh, branded business cannabis page isn't going to have like a dancing idiot with blue hair on their, on their, you know, social media. But if you've met me in real life, which I, I spend a lot of time at events and at expos and um, it's hard to not see the blue hair. And um, so I know it's almost like I know that uh, I, I'm always um, be, not being watched, but on stage essentially, because I'm always approached and I'm all for the hugs and the high fives and please let's smoke and what you got in that bag and <laughs> you know, so I'm super approachable. So these are all things that like translate also over into my my content. So it's like, you know, if you saw that blue haired bitch in public that you can come and high five her because she's cool, you know, so it's like, um, I'm not going to create I know most since most of my audience is is growers and males. Uh, if my engagement is low, you can always like go back on your insights and kind of see which ones, which posts have performed the best and why. And um, a lot of it because my uh, my lane is educating, like teaching these people how to do the things and saving. A lot of this shit t- took me three fucking rounds. That's like 14 months of figuring it out. So let me save you 14 months and just don't do that anymore. So it's like really um, just teaching everybody everything that I know. And some people are down to pay me for that. And some people are just, so know your audience. Yeah. Long fucking story short, know your audience, (laughs) find out what works well. If it's, if you're not funny and humorous, don't, Pretend to be funny and humorous because, you know, it's best when you when you know yourself and then you're most able to connect with people who like vibe with that, you know. Um, So, yeah, know your audience. (laughs) I like that. I I mean, it's I think it's sounds simple when, you know, like know your audience, but I appreciate that you explained it the way that you did be genuine with yourself understand why people want to connect with you and that can help you generate the engagement i think people yeah god you're so good at wrapping up my long-windedness into a fun package (laughs) that's my job man no but yeah (laughs) but people want to hear the explanation and i think that's you know they they show up like you said you're about education um what what do you think is next for your brand do you have anything that you're excited about on the horizon so um you know i think everybody and me too partially me too i think we're all expecting me to have product on the market um i uh, i work with some gardens in the legal space in california um i just uh and I could, I can, absolutely, I could walk out there right now and purchase a couple jars and there are people who would allow me to purchase their weed and stick it in the jar and, and white label it and make some coins. Um, I think partially because I'm not money driven, 
uh, is why I haven't like gung hoed that because you know I'm real great at leaving money on the fucking table. <laughs> but, um, so so yes, I'm I'm probably gonna come come to market with a product flower wise. I, I I've had like I have you know jars and labels and things like that. Um, the space that we're in, I've never talked about it or showed it. If you know you know, like you, you, you've gotten it from me, then it's very difficult because eh, things just move. I don't grow enough. I don't personally grow enough, but I've also haven't tried because um, there's such a huge uh, culture of um, like scam, scam. Like if you type in Rad Reefer like two or three months ago, there were like 50 scam accounts and all of them are waiting for an official jar or an official bag so they could take it to their printer and stick whatever they want in their little shiny mylar bags and pretend they got it from me. So um, I have uh, refrained from allowing myself to be my product to be available like that. So openly yet, Um, I think, I think the way that I, it also has to translate to where, I um I can't just you know how like celebrities make a brand and they stick weed in it and they sell it and off they go like that that wouldn't translate for me cuz I'm a fucking grower you know mm-hmm. like everybody sees my gardens they see the things so um with time definitely I'll probably for sure maybe if I you know knock on I just got to kick my ass I'm like in a mental slump this last summer going through like a breakup and all those wah wah shits but you know um product to market i i uh, another thing i'm i'm creating a a uh like a downloadable grow course i spent um you know how like you you uh you see all these um people all these uh like how to market or learn how to um, there's just people who are bundling up their knowledge into cute little pre-recorded video courses and they're offering it to people and people download it and then they have it for all of eternity. I, I would love to do that. I, um, I just got to be more organized. Maybe, uh, it's like, I have all the knowledge and I have all the cards and I know what I'm going to, and if you saw my desk, you'd be like, yeah, she's got the the um the problem off rip with my um uh um over analysis paralysis i um i keep thinking i need to know more before i offer it when i fucking teach pe- people pay me to teach them anyways it's silly but a grow course i'd like to do a grow course i spent you know everybody did projects in quarantine like covid and shit like all these new hobbies mine was like learning how to psychologically like sell bundled courses and webinars and funnels and tripwires and learning how to generate lead magnets. I learned how to do all the things, but I never created a thing to like, (laughs) I can really, yeah, it's just like, what is going on? But, um, so really just trying to, I think I'm going to YouTube, you know, just cause it's, matter of time uh with social media you just have to constantly show up you're you're always showing up whether or not you 
are a hot mess and rolled out of bed and just started talking about your content or, you know, not. Um, so that's probably another reason why so many people connected with me is because my whole grow career has been an absolute shit show uh, up until the last like year or two. So everyone's seen like me get robbed or like the trials and tribulations. And I had a dog fucking taken from me in a, in a home invasion and everybody on social media shared his like stolen photos, like a French bulldog puppy. It was crazy. Wow. So yeah, I think I just put myself out there and people connect off rip. So I just got to be smart about it. I monetize. I got to learn to monetize is the word. Nobody yeah. cares about money. <laughs> that, yeah. that part yeah, doesn't come easy, but I, I appreciate the, um, all over how this. you harken back to well that you can overanalyze something to the point where you get you know stuck and i i don't know if this is true but i feel like sometimes women tend to do that more Ooh. than men and i feel like <laughs> something i heard was this crazy statistic about job applications right like if a woman sees that she doesn't meet 100 percent of the criteria she's like oh forget it i won't even apply but dude's not even not even (laughs) half not even half like what what so if there's anything yeah that that has occurred to me throughout this conversation is you don't have to have 100 percent do it girl (laughs) Spread your message. People Aww, want it. Okay. That's so nice. I'm like, oh, she changed my life in that moment. <laughs> yeah. um, is there Are there any takeaways that maybe we didn't touch on? I know we covered a lot of ground. Is there anything, final thoughts you'd like to share? So final thoughts is if you're a brand and you're just stepping into the market, I know you said this was like packaging and, and retail issue. Um, branding and stuff. So the biggest thing that I can only reiterate uh, through like the expressions on my face is, um, yo, is like while creating the packaging and how you want to present to your market, you know how so much cool packaging is out there these days and um, and, and unfortunately, a lot of the things that happen is once you get the cool package, what's inside the cool package is not so cool. Mm. So it's like um, kind of like same with you showing up on social media or, you know, my blue hair is like my packaging, you know what I'm saying? But like everybody likes what's on the inside. And with regards to creating a product for the market in this space, at this day and age, and how culture oriented, like so many of us are very apprehensive against like the culture vultures and people mm-hmm. who are just like sharking the waters. Like, you know, there is, it's like a rite of passage to be taken advantage of in this space and be stolen from and robbed about and, you know, lose your business because you didn't sign the right papers and horror stories out the wazoo. The biggest thing though is, if you take pride and, you know, know your audience and uh, same with uh, like marketing and stuff, like know your, uh, was that market research, the market research, like what the industry is kind of sitting at. Like if you can keep those things in mind beyond just the colors and the, the scheme of the box and the brand and this and that, 
um, the product is what's what matters the most. And the biggest, most like profound thing that I think that you can do for yourself as like uh, a company who is trying to find their spot on the shelf. Cause you know, there's a billion fucking companies, but only so many spots. And um, it always comes back down to if the consumer is buying your product again and again and again. And that's coming from consumer experience with the brand, like the relationship that has been built in with our specific product being weed and oil and tinctures and these things, um, consistency. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely a thousand percent about consistency. If I can, so for me, I, the, I don't go to dispensaries. I, I, I grow weed, but if I go to like a new dispensary to support my homie who opened it or something like that, and I'm going to buy something, um, marketing and, and advertising and all these big flashy parties and, and, um, uh, who, who am I? Influencers, influencer endorsed type things are great and all, but they will never carry you as far as if I were to walk into Vegas's first dispensary that opened up and I had a really great experience with this brand smoothie brand's name smoothie for fun sake and smoothie grew a, a strain called pebbles and my ex- pebbles got me lit pebbles tasted phenomenal the the literal squish of the bud because the water content was fabulous at that point. Like it wasn't on the shelf so long that it just turns to dust, <laughs> you know, like the, you, you literally have to think about that individual nug and what that nug is going to do because the next time I fucking go to Vegas in three years and I go to the smoothie store and they have pebbles on the shelf again, I'm buying it for nostalgia. Because I've already had like a great experience with that fucking pebbly smoothie that uh, I would never bat an eyelash again to buy it from them again because they weren't so invested in how pretty the packaging is, but more so in the quality control and the fact that the weed tasted good, it smelled good, it got me high, it did all the things that it was supposed to do, it did all the things that a $60 eighth is promising you (laughs) but most often fails to deliver. So um, you got to keep that in mind. Consistency through the ages. It's not just like, you know, so, so if I, if I owned my own weed grow, anyone that I'm involved in, I don't get to make any decisions. So it's like, I would have to, if I were to white label, like celebrity white label and stick my weed in their weed in my jar, I'm at the mercy of them. Mm-hmm. They have to have grown it well. They have to have, their trimmers have to have. So that's probably another reason why I'm not there yet too, is because I, I, that's like a controlling issue. <laughs> <laughs> I like don't want it to go out unless it's perfect. But the people who have experienced my weed, they've experienced perfect weed. So it's like, um, yeah, you just got to be consistent. It's not all about the, pretty box it's it's inside the box so if you can um really hone in on what matters and know who your audience is and know what your audience wants and that being good weed or that being um you know or be a little innovative like um 
a lot of people are are trying to push like 36% THC on the boxes. And that's the biggest thing you see when it's not even about THC. It's about your terpenes and your flavonoids. So if you can like incorporate how much of this, this, and this, and then consumer education is like, oh, mm. I feel this way with lemonine. I'm going to like this one. So it gives them more power for them to decide to vote for Pedro to begin with. If you'd like to learn more about emerging cannabis technologies, be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to Cannabis Tech Talks. You can pick up the most recent issue of Cannabis and Tech Today on Barnes & Noble newsstands across the country, or grab a copy for free on canatechtoday.com. This podcast is produced in part by Pretty Easy Podcasts. Visit prettyeasypodcasts.com if you're looking for professional production quality at an affordable rate. Until next time, stay elevated. Hey, hello, I'm Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Wait, you didn't think people would know who I am? Durachill. Uh, this is Durachill. This is Durachill. This is Durachill. No. Hey, I don't talk like that. You want me to sell this? Buy it. Try Durachill or else. If you want something really nice in your laboratory, buy Durachill. You can't go wrong. This show was produced by Cannabis Tech Today and Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com now if you're looking to get professional production help on your own podcast at an affordable rate. Pretty Easy Podcasts, making podcasting pretty easy.